<clears throat> hey guys, welcome back. Um, we're doing what I'm calling the official episode one for what I have deemed now as IMD Sound um, for Independent Sound and just a brief overview of the podcast uh, for anyone listening because I know I've just kind of shared it and it's been there and it's listed as political. Um, this is going to be about the debate. I will say this. Um, I was not going to release an episode uh, that quickly, but uh, the debate was a total shit show last night. And um, we'll get to that in just a minute. But um, if you are listening, um, this is a podcast for people like myself uh, who are considered independent, the independent party. Um, and even if you don't claim to be independent party, you can still have independent views and you can take things away that um, the whole basis of it is to say is to be OK to say uh, they're right on that part or they're right. Uh, the, the left is right on this part, but the right is right on that part and so forth. Um, I have no problem saying that. I have no problem admitting that I'm wrong. I explained that in episode zero, what I've labeled as episode zero. And I'm going to be going over the debate here. And I took some notes, which I hadn't taken notes uh, in probably since <laughs> probably since school. Um, which was a long time ago. Um, and I went ahead and just took notes about some things that I found that were key points that they said that I didn't see very many people, um, you know, speaking on. I'm sure they did. Twitter's a huge, vast uh, space for information and thought sharing and so forth. But I also am going to be fact-checking some things. Um, now, along with fact-checking, um, I understand if I do have any audience that's um, a little more conservative right-wing, I understand there's some there's going to be some, I guess, pushback uh, about fact-checking because the old homage of who fact-checks the fact-checkers, basically. And, it, excuse me, I'm drinking a Gatorade. Long day. Um, long morning, as a matter of fact. I'm sorry. I'm recording this at around 2.32 p.m. But <clears throat> with that said, I want to get into the, the debate. And like I said, there's some... There's going to be some controversial things with the fact-checking, but what I aim to do here is call out the absurdities of both sides, okay? That's what I claim to do. I want to, in a, in a fair, free, independent way, <clears throat> no pun intended, um, call out both sides if one is wrong or one is, uh, you know, going extreme or something is overly exaggerated, it's a straw man argument, so forth, because as we saw last night, it was a shit show. And I believe Dana Bash was the one who uh, said that on public television. Uh, well, cable television, that is. And she had every right to say that. So, right, freedom of speech. No problem with that. But anyway, um, <laughs> so as I am um, going down the list here, and I wrote quite a bit of, uh, of notes, I want to start out by saying that uh, Trump, when he first came out, Trump started out very strong. And, and, I, mean, and I mean this... You got to hear me out on this. You know, they, I, I believe Trump at, at first, or in the first opening segment, spoke clearer. And I understand that Biden has, a, what is it, his gaffes or his, uh, dare I say, speech impediment. And, uh, you know, it's okay to have that. That's not what I'm, I'm making fun of. Um, you can stutter or you can have that or however you put it. And that may be crude, but you can still be a uh, professional sounding person. Lord knows I'm not the best speaker, but uh, I try my best. English was actually not my first language, uh, to those of you who don't know, and I actually was taught that in uh, private school. So uh, myself aside, I thought Trump came out very, very strong. He came out, uh, it, again, the beginning segments. I mean, absolutely, absolutely strong. He was clear, coherent, 
you know, just straight to the point, and I was like, okay. And I even wrote down on here um, that, you know, as one of the uh, points that he that he, he came out very strong. Now, Biden, on the other hand, when he came out, um, he was Biden, and I think he was a lot more coherent and to the point, and, and, and we'll get to his stuff later down the road, but at first, when he came out, it was very choppy, and I will say that, and that was something that, um, you know, I was kind of, and I was kind of gauging my, my girlfriend's, uh, but she's not a politician, she doesn't like politics, she doesn't care for him. Um, she's not a Trump fan. She doesn't really know or care who Joe Biden is for that fact, but she's just knows what she knows and she's not going to follow it. Certainly she's not going to be joining me on the podcast, but I'm gazing her, gauging her, I'm sorry. And, and, and I'm watching her and she's actually, I'm kind of like at this, at the very beginning, like, okay, Trump's starting out strong, but she's kind of making like the, Ooh, kind of moments of, of the things that Joe Biden said, the gotcha kind of things that. I hadn't even touched upon yet that I hadn't even caught on to yet that were kind of, whew, all right. So, I mean, it was good to see a different perspective from somebody who, um, you know, doesn't care that much about po- – and not that she doesn't care, again. It's just that she's not going to actively watch debates like I am. She's not going to be making a podcast or joining me on it. She votes and so forth, and, you know, that's her right even if she does or doesn't. But <clears> – <throat> so we started out with um, the scoutus, with the Supreme Court justice nominee, and, um, you know – I wrote down, and, and, and it was just a quick shorthand type thing, uh, is uh, scoutist hypocrisy. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is because uh, we all know Trump came out and he wanted to you know, start saying that it was uh, the job of the uh, American people to, they already did, they already voted, they, were already, they, they put him in position. And that was, again, that was a strong point. I'm not saying that it was a bad point, uh, that it wasn't a strong point. It was just that there was obviously the hypocrisy of what they had said before, and them now being in the lead of that, and uh, so forth. And it was kind of funny because, as I'm reading my notes here, um, Biden kind of slashed back with, you know, this is different, though. The election has started. It already has begun. It was different on the other side. It was different when, when the uh, tides were turned, you know, and so forth. Um, Trump went on to say that she was endorsed uh, by liberals. See, I put says liberal, but that's... That's not what he said. He literally said that there were many people who endorsed her um, that were liberal, um, that were supporting of her being in, in the justice, uh, that were liberal. And I've yet to see some of that, so I don't know how well I can fact check that or if that's even on the fact check. Um, Biden went on to argue that abortion rights are going to be, uh, you know, are, are going to be basically banned. Uh, Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Trump did come out and say, you don't know what's on her ticket. You don't know what's what she's about. And I do kind of respect Trump for that, you know, and I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but I do respect him for that, for saying, hey, Joe, you don't know, because you really don't. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. It was a key argument for pro for, you know, pro-choice and and, and, uh, so forth. But it, it, it was it was not one of Biden's best hitters home. That's just the way that I, I felt it. Um, he went on to call Biden a socialist. Uh, this is where it starts getting, like, this is the very first, and I mean the very first uh, meltdown that, like, be, you know, it started just turning to shit, which was not very far into it. It was, like, five minutes into it. And I'm eight minutes into my video, so, yeah, or my audio. And he went on to say that Biden was a socialist. Um, 
and Biden uh, kind of clashed back and started saying things about fighting for, you know, expanding Obamacare. Um, what do you, you know, basically expanding Medicaid, uh, really touching on the key points. This is when he kind of first started looking at the American public and kind of like telling them, hey, you know, this is, I need you to listen, not, not him. Because um, I follow that up with what I wrote down, or he follows that up with what I wrote down, is he flat out calls him a liar. He does. He, he just, call, I, that was one of the moments where I went, ooh. And I was like, finally, somebody decided to say it because the president has the right to say what he wants, but so does the American people, and so, do, so does his candidate. And that is true. If he called him, now, again, I just dug the fact that he called him a liar, that he had the balls to call him a liar, um, you know, things like that. But Trump, much to his, uh, you know, disarray on that, um, and this is where it gets to number five, which made me think about it, it says Trump coming out strong because he held his own. He kind of stayed there. And I remember Hillary Clinton saying something along the lines of nothing shakes him. And, and I will give him that. Nothing shakes him. Um, do they go on tangent rants? And this, this becomes a bigger shit show than it was, of course. But nothing shook Trump, at least from that point. But he started to, started to rattle. So this is where it kind of dwindled. Mm. Which follows up to my next point, that Trump couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the health care question. He couldn't handle the um, where was your health care plan? Um, what have you done? And the only thing he's done is remove the individual mandate and so forth. And I believe today he did something else. So I can't necessarily do not take me for quote on that one right now. I have to go back and fact check that. But Biden stays on topic. And that was something that I really, really um, thought that was presidential. I thought he came out strong. Now, I know it sounds like I'm rushing through these. Instead, I have a lot of notes. And I do not want this to run as long as I want to. If I had people joining me, it would be a two-hour podcast, but that's just not the way it's going to be. So we went on to COVID afterwards, which here we go. Um, talk about even more shit show. Okay. <clears throat> I, I can't remember who started it. I can't remember who, who the questions went to. So I'm, I'm just going off of, you know, what the notes I have or the key points again. Um Actually, no, I think it was Biden, as a matter of fact. But I, I think what Biden said here is, is something that kind of stuck in everybody's kind of like, even I was like, oh, man, that was, you know, it was a good moment uh, for his campaign, for his uh, position up there, for his character. And the thoughts of Sleepy Joe had kind of, you know, you know, just kind of went away at that point. I mean, again, he had some, some, some slip ups and gaffes and who doesn't, who doesn't stutter and you know, nobody's a perfect speaker. We can't all be, you know, uh, John F. Kennedy. We can't all be these people who, you know, uh, have the best, uh, you know, best way of speaking. Um, but it's the best in the two two candidates that we got, which later, um, I know I'm being very generous here, but later we will uh, explore, uh, again, why some of this is just bullshit. Um, but I will get to that in just a little bit. So the thing that Biden said that got me that kind of was like, whoa, was he said it is, that Trump had said it is what it is despite the number of people dying, despite him knowing beforehand. And we have that on record. We do have that on audio file that, you know, he went ahead and said that he knew what was going on. He knew about the virus. I don't have to get rehashed that. But when Biden said, it is what it is because you are what you are, that was a fucking moment. That was like, holy shit. The gloves are off. Let's, let's get this going, you know? So anyway, he calls him out for 
uh, it being done, uh, it should have been done by April. It should have been done, um, and then he doubles down by saying, inject, you know, what are we going to do, inject bleach into your arm? I'm sorry, but Joe fucking Biden got him right there. Even Trump turned around and said, I said that in sarcasm. I've never heard Trump kind of backpedal. I've heard him backpedal, but I've never heard him kind of stammer while he backpedals and just like, fuck, that dude got me. It was like watching two college bros fight in a way sometimes with the insults because it was like pretty, pretty damn intense. And I thought that was fucking insane. And he even calls out his rallies for having no masks, which I wish that they would have the moderator and we can get to him in a little bit will next time at least stay on topic and moderate like he needs to. But um, I'll get to that whole segment in a little bit. I'm sorry. But I did. I have seen that. I've seen that, and I think it's fucking stupid. I explained in my last video how I think the far right is absolutely fucking ridiculous for ignoring the science, and Biden calls him out for that. You ignore the fucking science. You ignore the science that your own, you know, your own people tell you. The head of the CDC... Uh, tell you about masks and you choose to not, you know, not enforce them. I, I wish that uh, the moderator and, uh, you know, Joe Biden would have brought up that there are segments where he has explained that obviously opening up the government and getting rid of the masks, that there's a huge following for that. I don't know if you saw those people in Florida who did that Target uh, run, so-and-so, that's what you want to call it. Um, they went ahead and did that. And uh, they they were doing that to just have no masks. So anyway, I wish they would have called that out. And like I said, I think it's absolutely fucking asinine that there are people out there who believe that masks are not um, are, are not helpful what, one bit whatsoever. And uh, just a side note on that: one time I did get into a debate with somebody, and they explained. Um, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. It was a comment section on Facebook, and they explained that they didn't want to wear a mask and they were getting told to and they were like, what is this, Nazi Germany? And we're like, dude, that's kind of extreme. And she went on to say, well, I explained to them that I have a health uh, exemption and blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I, I genuinely asked. It wasn't a question of a gotcha moment or it wasn't, it wasn't a troll. It was legitimate. What condition, what medical condition do you have that requires you to not wear a mask um, the only thing that I can think of would be if you were asthmatic and I never got a response. So if there is something that you, I, I don't know, I never Googled it, but if there is a condition shy of being asthmatic that masks can alter your health in a pandemic, then feel free to tell me. I don't know. I'd love to talk to somebody about it anyway. So when we get to Trump on that part, <laughs> Uh, he argues it was China, which um, I'm just going to be controversial. But um, given that at the time, the stuff that we knew, the information that we knew and that it came from China, I, I hate to say it and I, I might get some shit for it, but I wasn't exactly against the initial ban Trump wanted to do. I mean, we ended up banning people anyway into the country and out of the country. We didn't have a state ban about traveling. So, you know, we can't really cry too much over that but he i don't think he was wrong in wanting to do that now maybe he had some other reasons behind it we know his deal with china that's something else i i'm not going to get into that that's another story for another day but i do not disagree with the fact that the president should have been able to ban people earlier from coming into the u.s than needed to because we did essentially ultimately go that way anyway um I do hate that he politicized the vaccine um again this is where the conspiracy is trying to come in and he's starting to get that base of Hey guys, they don't want you to have a vaccine, so 
the vaccine's going to be, I'm not saying he's saying this, I'm just saying that there are people out there who believe that the vaccine's going to actually be the the disease. You know, there are crazy people who have said that, and I think, again, that's where I cannot align myself with the far right. I cannot align myself with the far right. And just wait before anybody says anything that I'm giving a lot of points to Biden and saying I can't align myself with the far right. I can't align myself with that because they're so cuckoo and everything. Just wait. We'll get to the points that, um, you know, that I completely uh, dis- dislike and, and, and do not align with the left side as well. So just give me one minute. And I will continue because I still have more notes. So now this this was, I believe this is still in, in the order it was with, the economy, I thought this was the strongest uh, segment in the whole debate. Um, and for a while, it was kind of, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of really became like a hard hitter. I actually left two little dots for notations, but I got so kind of wrapped up for more notes, but I got wrapped up with they made they made good uh, arguments, um, you know, uh, on certain certain things. At least it was a discourse for a while until, again, it turned to shit. But it was the strongest argument made by each candidate, you know, because, they, they again, they went back and forth. So it's hard to – there were supposed to be so many six segments at 15 minutes each or something like that. And I, I don't know how – it was something like that. But they didn't they, they didn't follow the rules, uh, and, and it turned to shit. And, and anyway, so I'll, I'm just – I thought the economy won. I believe the economy and um, I believe the environment, climate change, were probably – Probably the two strongest arguments were, you know, that they may have swayed some people uh, on things. Biden had went out and said um, the economy was in shambles. We always hear candidates say that they inherited a recession. They inherited the worst economy. They inherited the the, when when a new political power comes into play in the White House. They always say that they inherited the mess, and in a way they do, and in a way they don't. Now, I cannot um, f- get the figures for uh, the economy at this moment right now. I'm just speaking on what they said. Um, and anyway, there's so much unemployment that the numbers have completely shambled, uh, but that's due to the virus as well. But <clears throat> basically, uh, we'll start with Trump, and you know he had basically said that it's the Democratic states that are doing horrible. Um, that it is the Democratic states with Democratic mayors and, and, and governors and stuff like that that are doing so bad because of their policies. And uh, again, he roped everything into it. Antifa, I mean, the works. So, you know, I'll take into account everything that he basically is against. And he says that those are the reasons why that you can't fix the economy. Um, he did bring up certain points um, that, again... Uh, I can I can agree with uh, to an extent uh, I, I do agree, um, I, you know keeping the economy closed well keeping a quarantine uh, is going to keep the economy closed which in turn isn't good for businesses and I get that however I can actually decipher that we need to uh, fix the problem of COVID which is again something that Joe Biden said which is why I can I can agree with him on this where he said we can't that Trump can't fix the economy until you fix the COVID problem. And he argued that, you know, that that has to be done first. And it went back to the whole, you can't listen to your own, you know, directors and so forth, CDC and uh, so-and-so, so-and-so. Um, 
you know, he talked about bringing back the, uh, that it was Biden, I'm sorry, Biden spoke about bringing back the automobile industry and stuff like that, and they do get into the, uh, the talks of, uh, so many other, you know, key points that they really, really needed to, but the thing that I found interesting the most is Trump really melted down. He really melted down when I asked him about his taxes, and I, and, and I thought the backpedal for what he had said before was bad. It, it, it really, really started getting uh, pretty shitty uh, once he brought up the tax question. Uh, he brought up that he pays millions in taxes, uh, that he pays, they asked him again, they told him to double down, to try, try to double down, they said, you know, did you pay millions in income tax, or did you pay federal income tax $750? Well, Trump comes out and says, um, which garnishes the libertarian vote, which is scary to me, um, which I understand that position too, about taxation being theft, and we'll get into that another day, but he basically said that he used the same code that Joe Biden wrote uh, to only pay $750 in income tax, but then he turned around and said that he paid millions of dollars in income tax, and from 2016 to 2020, uh, I don't know if you can, you know, you can, I don't think you can figure out that, you know, it's easy, pretty easy to figure out that 750 times 4 is not going to equal millions of dollars, not even a million dollars, really, but, um, you know, he 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 caught him. He got him on that. You know, he told him, "You're the one who wrote the code. I used I used the legal way." And and I hate to say it, but you can't blame the guy. But then Biden turns around and you know he tells him, you know, okay, you know, you used to pay so little. Um, are you <laughs> that uh, the uh, eliminate? He wants to. He was basically arguing. Sorry, I got a little tongue tied. I heard something in the back. But he was arguing about getting rid of the same code that he wrote in for people like Trump to not have that loophole and exemptions and so forth. And and I, I, I've not looked at the tax code um, from then to now, but that is something I'm definitely going to be doing to figure out where this fits in through both itemized deductions and you know being able to write things off and what it entails and how that can be all changed. I don't know if Biden wins, uh, who he would appoint for something like that. Um, you know, I, I really don't know, and that's going to be kind of up in the air. So, then we get on to the issue of race. And this one, myself being a Hispanic man, this one was a bit... I was kind of all ears on this one. <clears throat> so, Trump, as you know, had written, um, which I found kind of strange because he did, he did technically uh, put that. I believe it was uh, what did he call it? The ultimate package or platinum ult ultimate or something like that. Um, it was something along the lines of denouncing things like the K people like the KKK and. Uh, more black empowerment and so forth, and uh, Trump gets on, and this is sometimes this is stuff that I hate the most. You know, he gets on and he starts saying that you know he's he's doing the best he's doing the best ratings overall for the black community than any other Republican. Now, I don't know if he meant any other Republican presidential candidate. I don't know if he meant any Republican at all. Uh, I don't know what he meant by that, but he said he's doing the best. But that is Trump's motif to kind of sit there and argue that you know the the, the best. 
He also claims that he ended racism. And these are the absolutely stupid fucking... Now, we're going to get to the point here, guys. Because, you know, I'm going to go on about how it's absolutely fucking stupid for Trump to start saying he ended racism. Um, You're a fucking moron. All right? You're an absolute fucking moron if you believe that you ended racism. I'm sorry. Racial tensions have not ended at all. Um... I'm not going to comment whether they've escalated or not. I mean, obviously they have escalated, but it's not my specific position as somebody who makes a podcast to say that riots or racial tensions, riots due to racial tensions arise because of that. I'm not at each individual riot. And this is where I kind of don't really stand with... um, with certain things all, all, as well, and it, it it's going to bleed into the other. Excuse me, because the next one's going to be about crime. But, um, and I'll get to that in just a second. Let me let me just go on about what Biden had said real quick, and we'll get to my point as well um, because of that, and it'll it'll bleed into protests. But <clears throat> so it, it basically it he says that he is about equality, and you know says that Trump was the one that caused the racial division. Um, he basically said that police do need to be held accountable. Now, I agree with that um, to a certain extent, and I'll get to that once we get to the crime segment. Um, But here again is another case where Biden kind of, I believe this is the one where he came out and said that he was the Democratic Party and it was going to be him who said that. Um, uh, That might have been the crime part, but, you know, at at least Biden kind of came out and, you know, was like a quality for all, you know, typical Democrat candidate, you know, trying to be, you know, equal and so forth and everything, at least you know, showcase that kind of uh, policy that you're going to give or that, you know, transparent policy that you want to basically create and try to make everything fair. I can, I can respect that to an extent. But he did cite that crime went, uh, was down uh, 15 to 17% by Obama. Now, I don't know that. And I, I, I have to fact check that, and I will at the end of the video or the end of the podcast. I'm going to try to fact check all that. And I want to see exactly where that's going from. We can get my, my opinions as well. But I, I even said that. I was like, wait a minute. We can't take that as, as face value. We have to check if that's true because I don't know the crime statistics right now. At the top of my head watching the debate, I didn't, I didn't Google that. I was too busy taking notes. Um, and, I, and I wanted to see. And again, this is where I kind of was like, okay, you know, yeah, but, you know, there is a lot of violence going on. And <clears throat> excuse me. And we do need to get to the root of these things. We do need to get to the heart of these things. We do need to, at the end of the day, this is, again, why I made the podcast. This is why I made it, because I have a, I have a friend at work, and I don't mean to take away, and I th- believe I mentioned this in episode zero, but he is a, he's a go-to example. He's the furthest thing from, I did mention this in episode zero, he's the furthest thing from myself. I have a lot more socially liberal views. He's actually become more libertarian recently. He's a Lutheran. He's a Lutheran conservative. You know, um, 100% Christian guy, which I, I can respect. I'm, uh, you know, that's his stuff. And he's, you know, a Ted Cruz uh, Tea Party kind of guy. At least he was. Now he's a libertarian. At least on the more conservative side and stuff like that. Um, I've never gotten into a huge political argument with him. But it's because I respect them, and we have enough balls to say when somebody's being wrong. 
um, like I'm calling out Biden while well, I'm about to here in a minute for some stuff. Um, and I will do that, and I think I did in episode zero a little bit, but I have no problem saying, no, you're right. And we both, the things that bring us together, like we're both gun owners, um, we both believe Second Amendment, we, we both believe in certain uh, economic things that need to change, we, we believe in, uh, you know, certain key elements that we, that bring us together are the things that should bond us together. It shouldn't be the things that divide us, because there's a lot of things that divide us. He's not, he's a country music fan, I'm a heavy metal guy, all right? That's just the way that we are. I'm never going to listen to his music. He's never going to listen to my music. He's never going to get into it. Uh, he's a soccer player. I'm a power lifter. You couldn't get me to go do it. So it's not those things right there that uh, are the reason that I'm friends with him. It's the things that we have in common. We can set aside those differences. And I think if we, and don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here saying kumbaya, let's all hold hands. It's not going to be an easy, easy, easy road. But having the division and such division that we have right now is absolutely insane. And it is going to lead to these things. And I don't know if this was a segment where, I believe it was, because we, we did touch on that where, um, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm on the right one here. Because I'm trying to get through these and blaze through these. But I believe this is the one where he did, where, yeah, where they did mention that they wanted to, they wanted him to, Trump, to denounce uh, white supremacy. And he wouldn't do it. And, yeah, and he did, he did make that initial uh, bill already denouncing the KKK, but he couldn't on air say anything. And then he turned around and he said, uh, I, I don't know why they brought up Proud Boys because there's other, you know, I don't know much about Proud Boys, uh, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend. Uh, I'm just being honest with you. But there are organizations out there, you know, uh, White Knights, KKK, and so forth, and, uh, you know, people who have a white supremacist, white nationalist mentality uh, that they could have picked any one of them and said that, but they picked Proud Boys. It just He turned around and said, uh, what was it? Uh, stand back and stand by. You know, like, I, that was like, oh, I knew that was going to make news. Um, I knew that was going to be insane. I knew that was going to be one of those holy shit moments, because it was all over, and it still is. Speaking of the Proud Boys thing or anything like that, and I'll get to that in just a minute, because we are discussing race, which is going to lead into crime, and here's where I'm going to bring some things up. Um... So as far as that goes, <clears throat> we get into the crime. And he says that Trump, Trump, I'm sorry, Trump says that Biden can't say law and order. That was the biggest thing I took away from it because we kind of know Trump's stand, um, his, his policy, his idea, his view on, on, on all that, which again bled into, pro uh, bled into the protest part because that's the next one. So it's like these are just two notes I've taken away from it. Um, here again, we know his stance, um, he's, he even asked Biden who he has backing him that was law and order and so forth, and, you know, a lot of gotcha moments, a lot of just interrupting and random ranting bullshit and stuff like that, but we already know that. Um, he did mention that Trump, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, that Biden wanted to defund the police. Uh, Biden, here's the interesting thing, uh, had mentioned that he did not want to defund the police, that he wanted to reimagine police and i want to know what that is i want to know what that is because i have law enforcement friends i want to know what that is because i do not believe 
that every, and this is where I lose some people of mine that were, that are liberal friends. I do not believe that every single shooting that happens is excessive force or police brutality. It should be done on a case-by-case basis. I'm not talking about Eric Garner. I'm not talking about Breonna Taylor. I'm not talking about those people. Okay, I said that in episode zero, and I have to say it again because it got brought up. I'm not talking about those people. Those people, you know, are going. I'm hope hopefully, especially with Breonna Taylor, with the situation going on, are going to have some sort of you know, uh, rep, you know, reprimand and and re- repercussions to towards them in the tragedy. Of what happens? If anybody knows that, I know. Trust me, my father, God rest his soul, was taken from me through the action of homicide and. Um, at that point, it was law enforcement who enforced, uh, who reinforced a lot of the stigma that I had. Reinforced a lot of the, I'm sorry, it, they reinforced a lot of their character values to me that they had, showing them the, showing me how diligent and how well they are. Some of them do work, and some of them be my friends, knowing us, knowing my family. We live in a smaller town, yes, but. Uh, it's not like my father was the mayor or anything, but just showing the outright poor, uh, their, their heartfelt appreciation, you know, their heartfelt work and how you could, in that day that it happened for me, I could feel that they were hurting as well. And I could see emotion. And when I hear things like all cops are bad cops and I hear things like no cop is a, a good, no cop is a good cop unless it's a dead cop. Uh, I hear these things and I'm just thinking to myself, I really hope that that never happens to you. Um, and I don't want to talk about this specifically because tomorrow is uh, my father's birthday, God rest his soul, and I do happen to miss him very much. But it is a point that needs to be mentioned that it, it strikes close to home, yes, to those people who have lost their lives at the hands of police officers. And through varying, circumst- varying circumstances, um, some things, not all, could have been avoided. Some things could have been um, handled differently, you know, but to sit there and make a monolith of a whole department that is a necessity is an absolute idiotic idea. I do support police officers, and I do support funding police officers. I'm glad Joe Biden mentioned he didn't want to defund them, but I do want to know what he means by reimagining, because that is detrimental to the safety of our citizens. And I know I sound very right-wing right now. And I know I sound very uh, anti, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess I sound very pro, what is it, uh, what do they call bootlicker. You know, it sounds very bootlicker. And I don't think that that's the case either because there are bad cops. Biden did say that. Um, I kind of wish Trump would, actually. I wish he would acknowledge that there are uh, bad people out there that may be in a position of power. I don't think he's ever going to do that. But there are bad people out there, and there are bad officers out there, and they need to be dealt with, you know, and I understand that. Um, you know, like I said, for me, um, and, and I'll be honest, I almost went into law enforcement. Uh, it, it's different, and it's not going to be that way for everybody, and I understand, and my heart goes out to people who have uh, been wrongfully, you know, shot or murdered by uh, situations involving the police. But again, not every one of them is a blanket, cold cut, this was a police fault matter, okay? Um, So that is something that I do believe needs to be looked at differently in this world. And I think that that's going to be a big factor as to how we find a peace uh, between different sides of the fence. 
Um, to the people who are listening that are liberal, I can honestly tell you, you just heard my story. I hope nothing ever happens like that where you direly need the police, not for domestic abuse, not that I'm making fun or making light of that. That's a horrible situation. Or not for something like uh, trespassing or something along those lines that are by by definition and by measure, I'm sorry, by measure in my situation, a homicide that had, that had happened, you know, minuscule compared to a homicide, compared to somebody losing their life. And again, it's not that I don't show sympathy for those who have, it's just that these situations should not take away all faith, and I don't mean that in a religious sense, uh, that, we, that we entrust in the public servants that we have. I, I think that that's something that we need to, maybe Biden's right by reimagining, if he means that on a scale of you know how they handle things, I personally think that we should fund police and we should basically make them, uh, give them the resources and the you know, a proper training so that they have different alternatives to deal with people who have a behavioral health issue or certain uh, issues where they may not be uh, very adept to certain ways of the community, and they can they can uh, make an outreach program to uh, people who, who need it, need assistance, and things like that. And we should be looking towards our officers to you know be that Superman, if you will, that we look up to. And I get that some some of them have not lived up to that, and those people need to be taken accounted for. Now, to the right that I have of the people that are listening to me. Take it from me, I'm not on your side exactly 100%, but I'm standing out trying to speak out to the other side so that there is no, you know, there is no border here. There is no, no pun intended, there's no wall, again, no pun intended, of that. And we can find a way to get together and, you know, have that happen, which leads into the next section, which is protesting. And it's everybody's right to protest, which, whew, sorry, I feel like I've been bumbling on and I gotta take a drink of this. It's just that uh that's a pretty touchy subject and it's nothing I can't bounce back from. I can manage. I'll be okay. But it's for the purpose. It's something my dad would have wanted me to speak about. He probably would have been there watching me as I made the podcast. And we would have been watching the debate. <clears throat> but uh, we get into the protest. Trump, I did kind of like how he Flat out just said, well, you know, if they told me, I'd just send in the National Guard. Uh, I'll fix that fire. They were talking about, I, I'm sorry, that was for the other one, for the climate change. But he did say, just call me and I'll send in the National Guard, but nobody's called me. Um, you know, I, I don't know how well I feel about, um, <laughs> I didn't, I did not agree with Biden saying, uh, just hang back and let them deal with it. No, because when it gets to the point where we're burning buildings and looting, like I look, I understand completely the right to protest. I understand completely. I'm not the one that's running for president here. I'm just giving you my <laughs> my opinion. I get it, but I think it's absolutely fucking stupid to burn down your economy. Uh, that is that is just my point of view. Uh, that is just the way that I look at it. But back to what they said. Um, that's that's when he. I'm sorry. That is when he said uh, stand back. When he called. Yeah. I'm sorry. So he said that during. The protest section where he said about the stand back and uh, stand uh, stand by to the Proud Boys, and then he called out Antifa, and uh, Biden says that he wants peaceful protests, which I can respect. Uh, he hadn't said that in the past, but I, I can respect that because I want peaceful protests. Uh, and he did make a good point because Trump, just like Trump said about bringing in the National Guard, Trump asked him if he has called uh, people 
leaders in different states to call for the protests to stop, why didn't he do it? And Biden turned around and said, I'm not in office. That's your job. And I fucking agree. I agree. I mean, look, you want the protests to stop. Yeah. Call them up and tell them to just stop. Don't get on the White House news conference and just make your statements and then just bash how bad things are going because that's not helping. That's not. That's not helping. I want them to stop as much as everybody else does. You know, uh, one thing that um, I did find that I think it could be up for a debate <clears throat> was something that uh, Trump, I mean, I'm sorry, Biden had said, which is the ideology, or the idea that Antifa is not an organization, it's a you know, ideology. And although I do find that to be true, there are groups of people merging together, calling themselves a certain group under that name and doing these things. Now, I'm not affiliated with Antifa, but I do, if I do have people watching, I would really, really love to have somebody from Antifa and somebody who, if they want to consider themselves Proud Boys, they want to consider themselves whatever, I, that's none of my, to get them on my podcast, that'd be amazing. Um... You know, uh, provided everything's civil, obviously. Just my my podcast, some questions, things like that. So we can get a deeper meaning for that. Um, and I probably will make a video about my thoughts. Uh, I'm sorry, a podcast on my thoughts about Antifa when we get back to this. Is, this is not the normal platform where I'm running down where everybody's saying. So let me just say that. Um, normally I'm cursing a lot more and explaining how both sides are, you know, just basically. But this is... This is a situation we're dealt with. The two sides. It's a shit show of two sides that we got last night, literally, and I have to, I have to speak on them. You know, um, you know, Trump went on about boasting, uh, obviously boasting about himself, you know, at the end, and, uh, you know, that it's a utopia and things are better under his administration, fixing the VA. Now, I don't have specifics on that. I would love to see that um, and how well the VA is doing comparatively. Um, a lot of veteran friends out there, so y'all can give me your opinions too. But um, <clears throat> there was just kind of like a close, not really a closing statement, but you know, kind of why we should vote for them, basically. Um, which I thought was going to be the end of it, but it wasn't. And this is where Biden kind of comes back and he says, "We're uh, we're weaker, we're sicker, we're more divided under Trump, uh, we're poorer." And basically, he couldn't stand up, and he did call Trump Putin's puppy. I thought that was fucking crazy because uh, you know Trump was just interrupting and he got a couple jabs in but you know every time Biden kind of hit him with something it was like a left hook it was kind of unseen because I remember watching the debate in 2016 and the vice presidential debate who was it Tim Kaine I believe I forget his name uh the one that was running with uh with Clinton he came out and started, he was very aggressive and it was uncalled for and it, it just didn't sit right with the Americans. They were like, what was, what was his deal? Like, he was like at a weird speech and I think that at a weird rate of speed and although Biden was kind of slower than, uh, than Trump, you know, but he was also very, I'm not putting up with your bullshit either. Like, he had a good way last night of making Trump out to seem like a child. Well, more of a child than he already acts. I can't stand his childish antics. But he, he had a good way about him on that. 
So, we move on to the final things here, which these are it. We got climate change, and I'll breeze through them. Um, Trump said he wanted clean air if you're a carbon. This was a good one, too. I don't want to breeze through it, but I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm on 45, 40, 44 minutes now. I don't want it to last too long, but clean air, fewer carbon, uh, forest management, you know, uh, I, he said they had a billion tree program, uh, but he really had no policies on climate change, um, so there was not really too many that I could take away from that he, you know, uh, unlike Biden, on the other hand, who had said he wanted two million uh, on green jobs, more renewable energy, electric cars, no net zero carbon, I'm sorry, net zero carbon by 2035, actual things that, you know, were things there, and then Trump kind of went the other way around and was saying the new green deal and so forth, and then he started saying something about, and I wrote this down specifically because it was fucking weird, but Joe wants to take out the cows. Like, um, I don't know what he meant by that. Is he trying to argue that we need to live in an all-vegan society? I haven't, or a non-vegan society, and everybody eat meat, or all-vegan society, and we take out all meat. Bro, I don't know what he meant by that. I have no idea what he meant by that. Because they did argue the methane gas argument, and I believe that may have had something to do with it. Um, but I don't know. The climate change thing... You know, it's just, it's something that, I, I, I don't know, I, I did like, again, that Biden had a kind of a plan for that. Um, not that Trump doesn't, but he kind of did have a more, at least structured plan uh, on the debate stage. Um, and then we get up to the end where it says vote. And this is about ballots. And I have a lot of notes for Trump, which, okay. All right, so he brings up, the first thing he does, it, this, is, this is where you start losing this is where you start sounding fucking crazy. And this is where I cannot align myself with anything like that. It's been four fucking years. He brings up Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is like, you know, it's irrelevant at this point. And Trump, the Trump administration are the sorest winners of this millennia. I mean, it is, it is asinine to even bring up Hillary Clinton. There is no reason to bring her up at all. It is a, it, it, she didn't win. She didn't win, but we, we, get, we all got over it, but he hasn't. Like, this is, this is not something, you know, this is not something that needs to be uh, brought up anymore. It, it's, it's pointless. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. So he goes on to call ballots by mail a disaster. Um, disregarding that the, the military does it, but he calls him, calls him in by, you know, calls him a disaster. Uh, he says that there's Trump ballots in swamps. Uh, now, I've not seen anything. I've seen a video or something like that of a couple ballots that went missing, like nine ballots that were, like, on the side of a road or something like that. I saw something like that. And even his own administration said he was not sure whose name was on there. So I don't know. We've been doing mail-in ballots for a long time. He goes on to suggest that it'll be months before we know who the president is. And then he says it's rigged. And then he goes on to say that in West Virginia they're selling ballots. It, it's going to end up going to court. And, and the thing is, and, and not to take away from Bill Maher, because I, I, I do like me some Bill Maher, but Bill Maher made a point. And so did Biden. If there is a transfer of power and you refuse to leave, the only people that can take them out 
are the U.S. Marshals. They're the only ones allowed. That is the only entity allowed to take, not the only entity, but that is the proper entity to take them out. And, look, it's no secret I dislike Trump. It's no fucking secret. I mean, that's just a given. Um, I'm not wild about Biden, but I dislike Trump. But you, what was it? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I'm sorry, but that is the fucking truth. Like, how dumb can you fucking be? I'm sorry, but if you're going to go that route, you're going to be removed from office, and it is fucking asinine to think otherwise. You know, it's just, it, it's scary. The democracy is scary. It is just ridiculous. The, the, democ- the, the whole democratic process here is scary that he will not accept the election results because he already believes they're rigged unless he wins. That is the ideology of a madman. No way you put it. There is no, no, there, there's no, there's no other way of putting it. You are a fucking moron if you firmly believe everything is so rigged, if it's not your way. They call that being a child as well when you don't get your way. And that's just, that is the best way to describe it. It's childish. It's moronic. It is just the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And if you believe that, if you firmly believe it's rigged, like he already thought, and so many people thought that Hillary was going to win and it was rigged, and then he won, then you're equally as a fucking moron as well. Like, I have no I have no sympathy for you. I have no sympathy for idiots. I, I don't. I'm sorry. Call that non-PC. I don't give a fuck. I don't have sympathy for idiots. And if you're going to act that idiotic, then you're just going to be fucking idiotic. And, you know, I mean, there is no... I know I was spouting about trying to get together and find things that we have in common, but when you've reached a point like that where you don't even believe the outcomes of an election because it's not your way, you are, there's no going back. There's a limit. There's a limit. There's a limit to what you can and cannot do. There's a limit to uh, the, as far as you can go, you know, and, and, and once you've crossed that threshold, you've crossed that line, there's no coming back, at least not to me. Change your ideology, grow up, and understand that that's the way that it works. The same way that, and again, I'm not being 100% pro-Biden. It's just that he had even said that he will accept the outcome of the results. If he loses, that's fine. He'll concede. That's fine. You know, the, Biden went on to say there's no mail-in fraud. Uh, there's no mail-in ballot fraud. I, I don't know if there is, or I can't say there's never been, you know, and that these are scare tactics, which I can see that a lot of them are. I, I can see that a lot of them are scare tactics, and, and, I, and I feel that Trump is losing his stronghold on that. And then it's, you know, he went on to say vote, vote early, vote in person. And, you know, he went on to say that Trump's afraid of uh, counting ballots because he, he knows that the outcome's going to be. I mean, obviously, they're always going to say that they're going to win. And I firmly believe that with just as much traffic and talk about and everything, that I really do believe that it's going to be a huge election. I think that everybody's going to be voting. I don't know how the states are going to turn out. I don't know how any of that is, and I don't want to speculate, but I do want to just take a minute here and just look at some of the some of the fact checkings that I found, and this is from factcheck.org. So here we are. Here's a number of topics. It says here, Trump exaggerated instances of election fraud, misleadingly citing ballots found in a creek in a case where thousands of voters were mistaken, um, were mistakenly sent two ballots, neither evidence of fraud. Okay. 
See, that's exactly what I was talking about. Trump falsely claimed that uh, Biden supports Medicare for all plan. He never did. Now, I don't know that. And I didn't, I didn't write that down. You know, I really didn't write that down. So he did talk about expanding Medicare. And he did touch on the fact that if you're too poor, he wanted to expand Medicaid or Medicare in that state that doesn't want to do it. Which, here in the state of Texas, it is very hard to get Medicare and Medicaid unless you are, uh, I think, a woman pregnant, unemployed. These are actual things. Um, and you're, like, on chip assistance or if you're a foster kid who has now reached adulthood and things like that. Uh, it's a very hard to get on there, as a matter of fact. Uh, I, I don't know. My, my mother, um, a little bit after my father, uh, suffered some health issues, and um, she's getting on uh, disability uh, thankfully, and um, she's doing better, which is going to provide her with a um, provider with a home health provider, which is going to be great. They're going to cover um, a little bit of rehabilitation for some things that have happened for her uh, for her legs. Um, you know, she's in a she's in a quite a bit of pain and so forth, and uh, you know, but she's doing okay, which is good. Um, but so I, I would like to see that because if that made it easier, you know, um, and not to just rehash bringing up certain things about my family, but uh, my family's had some history. Uh, my dad, prior to his death, had had a stroke a while back, and it, and he had tried to get on disability, and that was very uh, tough for him, even as a veteran. Um, he had barely started collecting uh, Social Security. Um, I think it was a couple years in. But regardless, uh, it was still very tough. It was a very tough process for him to do that. So I, I am all in favor of something like that for the people who need it. And, you know, so I will say that. Um, it says that Biden got the number wrong, got it wrong when he claimed there was 15% less violence during the time of office in, uh, in then today. The violence crime rate dropped under Trump. Okay, so there we go. We have at least some kind of merit. I didn't believe it was 15, it was 15%. But, um, again, crime statistics, if we're just talking about crime as a whole, or I'm sorry, violence, um, violent crimes, we're talking about violence in terms of protesting. I mean, you know, there's variables to that, but we at least have that there. Um, so it says here, Trump misleadingly claimed people weren't allowed to watch the polls in Philadelphia. Only satellite election offices where voters can return mail-in ballots are open now. Okay, so he got that wrong. I didn't get to speak on that part, but, you know... I don't know how I feel. That could be a whole topic for another day about being able to vote, you know, being able to count before. It says here Trump claimed that he had endorsed, he had been endorsed by the sheriff in Portland, which isn't true. And he suggested that Biden had gotten no support from local law enforcement, which is false. Okay, so he does have some support from law enforcement, you know. And again, uh, I, I want to see, I want to hear more about Biden's law enforcement uh, proposal. I really want to hear more about that. I need to see what that's about. Um, you know, I really, I really want to see. I really want to see that. Um, I hope he has some kind of idea of what's going on. He's not the dumbest person in the world, so you should know. But you know, hopefully he'll get a good, a good plan going here. So where are we? Um, Biden said billionaires, ah, billionaires have gotten uh, 300 to 400 billion dollars wealthier during the pandemic. But he's referring to a study that ignored the financial loss by the wealthy stockholders early in the pandemic. Well, yeah, I mean, Jeff Bezos certainly got more, you know, got more wealthy and so forth. But, yeah, that's something else for another day. So it says Trump boasted 
he brought back 700,000 manufacturing jobs, which was never true. Currently, 237,000 have been lost, which is going to go correlate with um, where Biden followed up with the automobile industry. And let me see here. Trump denied that climate change plays a role in California's wildfires. Scientists say it's a contributing factor. I firmly do believe it's a contributing factor. Um, and for, I know I kind of breezed through the climate change thing, um, but that was a big thing for Trump to deny that. It said both candidates uh, gave potentially misleading impressions of when America can expect a COVID-19 vaccine. Um, I'm not at this moment going to touch on every single thing that Trump talking about it being before the election. It being this, it's not going to be before the election. I said that. Biden said, um, "Wow, this is a long list here, but okay. All right, let's see here. Where are we?" Oh, Biden said 10 million people lost their employer-sponsored uh, ins- employer-sponsored insurance during the pandemic, but the study shows also said about 3.5 million of them would regain insurance from another source. Okay, okay. So Biden said Trump's Supreme Court nominee has written that she has she thinks the Affordable Care Act is not constitutional. Not quite, though she has faulted a 2012 opinion upholding the law. Okay, I was not aware of that. Trump claimed that the drug prices will continue to come down 80-90%. Actually, it's not clear of the impact of his executive orders will be. Trump said Biden called military members stupid bastards, uh, which Biden denied. The vice president did not did use those words while addressing troops overseas in 2016, but his campaign said it was in jest. Okay, I'm sure he said the words. I don't think I ever remember him saying, you know, I guess it just depends on the context, but this one was kind of funny, but here we go. Trump wrongfully said Biden forgot the name of his college. Biden in 2019 said he started out at Delaware State, but a university official said Biden was referring to announcing his Senate bid on campus. Okay. Hmm. I thought he got him with that one, too. He kind of started out, but that was a quick one. All right, Trump said that he has given big incentives for electric cars. He's actually tried to eliminate programs to encourage their manufacture and sale. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, not one bit whatsoever. There's an old documentary called What Killed the Electric Car. I think everybody should watch it. It was a really good documentary, and I don't plug movies or anything like that to watch, but it was really, really, a really, really good watch. It was, like, made in, like, 2004 five or three or so. I can't remember the time it was made, but it was before we even had electric cars and what spawned them, and they were a lot earlier than we thought, but I remember my uncle and I watched that movie, and um, we kind of liked the idea of an electric car when we were younger, so, you know, it was kind of something like that. I said Biden vice, ah, sorry, falsely claimed that Trump didn't expect, uh, didn't send experts to China early in the pandemic. Didn't try. Okay. Um, says Trump said when Biden was working on the 1994 crime bill, he called African Americans super predators. Actually, that was a frame famously uttered by Hillary Clinton, not Biden, about some gang of kids. So I was not aware of that one, as a matter of fact, but I did see that he mentioned that one. I thought that was kind of one of the more points where Trump was starting to lose and he had nothing else in his arsenal but that. Trump said, I don't think Kellyanne Conway, his former White House counselor said riots and chaos and violence 
help his cause, as Biden claimed. Conway did say something like that. I need more context. It doesn't tell me exactly what it is, but I would like to know that because, you know, that's a factor right there. Biden wrongfully claims the United States is a higher deficit with China when we did before in talking about trade. The so I guess I got cut off during the last uh, bit, and I told you I didn't want this to go further than uh, it needed to be. I'll keep this one short. I went on about uh, some of the fact-checking that was done, and I didn't know I got cut off. So um, I'll basically just um, go through just the fact-checks that have uh, that were done, and I'll give you this, and I'll give you my last final thoughts, and we can just be done with that, which is completely fine. Um, but basically, yeah, I stopped off at the electric car, uh, which is where it actually said that Trump had uh, not given any... Uh, any contribution to try to keep the uh, manufacturing or encourage the electric car from being manufactured and, say, and sold. Um, and, then, and then it goes on to say that Baldwin, uh, Baldwin <laughs> sorry guys, Biden falsely claimed that Trump didn't uh, send experts to China early in the coronavirus pandemic. Trump said that when Biden was working on the crime bill, he called African-American super predators. Actually, there was, that was a phrase uttered, famously uttered by Hillary Clinton, not Biden. Um, about some quote-unquote gang of kids. Trump said, I don't think, quote-unquote, Kellyanne Conway, his former White House counselor, said riots and chaos and violence help, help his cause. As Biden claimed, Conway did say something like that. So Biden also wrongfully claimed the United States has a higher deficit with China than we did before when we actually don't. It's lower. Trump claimed that in relaxing the Obama administration's more Strenient fuel economy standards, cars would be $3,500 cheaper. Even going by the administration's uh, analysis, that's inflated. So there were more claims on this and everything. And uh, if you go to factcheck.org, it gives you a detailed explanation um, about everything regarding that. And like I was saying, I, I just want to give this a bit of, give this a minute, give this a bit of, Look, this is where we're at. We're dealing with two candidates, in my opinion, and again, I'm not wild about Joe Biden, who put on a shit show last night. Andrew Yang, my guy that I had wanting to be president, basically, said it best. And, um, and I'll repeat his words. He said that America has won. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let me, let me rephrase that, I'm sorry. Joe Biden clearly won, but America has lost. And I firmly believe that he's right about that. It's not that I dislike Biden. It's not that I am rooting 100% for more people like Biden to take over the Democratic Party. I think the Democratic Party needs to be reshaped. I think it needs to be, re, let's use his own terms, reimagined. Um, but I also think that the far extreme left and extreme right ideologies need to go completely. Nobody wins when we have those fascist or Marxist ideas or uh, wanting to burn down your own economy, uh, racial tensions. You know, we're not we're not going to get anywhere like that. And I I I, I just. You know, I just think that things need to be different. And, and, and I think, I personally think, this is not in any way what 
anybody on any, I'm sure some people do, but think that certain, how can I put it? I don't think under Trump's administration things have gotten better. I don't think they're going to get better. I don't think that um, he's going to do anything to stop said things. Um, and clearly any push he makes is a push back towards certain things, and I don't like that. Um, I think it's time. I really do. This next election, and I'm sure I'm not the first one to say it, there needs to be an independent on the state. Maybe not just, maybe not an independent, maybe a libertarian candidate, maybe a Green Party candidate, who knows? But there needs to be another option. The American people need another option. I myself would have probably jizzed my pants if it would have been Andrew Yang up there with the both of them because he would have wiped the floor with them both. He would have wiped the floor with them. He, he would not have needed to do anything like that. Um, I remember liking Gary Johnson back in the day before the Aleppo thing and uh, him making a lot of a lot of good points and being I remember being libertarian about that and thinking it would still be nice to have a libertarian candidate. Hell, I don't care put Joe Jorgensen's on, on there. I mean, if you guys aren't familiar, she is a actual candidate too. I'm not telling you to go out and vote third party. You vote however you want. I can't tell you what to do. I'm just a sole person giving my opinions about the left and right and how it's it's not helping us to keep that mentality. I'm not telling you to vote one way or the other. That's not who I am. You know, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm just giving you my opinions. And the extreme things of both sides. But I shouldn't have to give you the extreme things, the extreme, you know, <laughs> the extremities of both sides. You know, there should be an independent in office. There should be more moderates in my opinion. There should be people like that that take that and, and roll with it. You know, that, that basically... I wish more people took that approach. Like, like I gave you the example earlier of my friend and I, and, and I have friends from all different, you know, uh, you know, d different different ideologies. You know, I have friends that just I have some, and I have some pretty extreme friends on both sides. But I, I really do think we do need to tone that down, and we need to just find some more middle ground, and 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 just kind of, you know, and, and again, like I said earlier, not if you're too far gone, but. Excuse my tiredness. I am just exhausted, but so you do have to bear with me because, like, I I had a whole section before that, and it was kind of all kind of tapped off. I didn't know it cut off at one hour. Um, still new to this specific program on there, which here again I will, you know, get that sorted out, and the platform will be a little different. Um, I really want more people to be on there to watch it to. Um, you know, to do that, so I really hope that, you know, you guys uh, listen to the podcast, uh, you bared with me, you know, I'm going to try to make a social media type thing, um, hopefully, um, hopefully I can run that properly and get that going and, you know, get kind of a uh, thing, I, I, I am up on Spotify now, so that's pretty cool, um, so yeah, if you guys like what you hear and you guys, um, you know, didn't mind listening to me rant and go on about that stuff and have an opinion for me to talk about or anything like that, I will definitely uh, take that into consideration. Um, or if you want to be on it, I have no problem with that either. Again, this is just me starting. I got a pretty good following of people on my personal page. 
So I figured I'd take the plunge and work on this maybe once a week. Um, so you won't hear another episode for like a week if you're watching, uh, things like that. So that was, you know, that's going to be kind of a thing. I am definitely uh, not working tomorrow, so I'm going to be celebrating my dad's birthday. Rest in peace. Um, miss you pops, but we're going to be, I'm going to be doing that. Maybe, maybe have a drink or two tonight. I'm not sure, you know, and just de or what is it? De-escalate and just, uh, unwind from the, the political shit show that was the debate last night. And, um, maybe just watch some fucking movies or something. I have no idea. Maybe some anime. Um, that's usually Saturday nights. <laughs> I'm a big nerd at heart. Um, uh, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe work on some, uh, some projects I have. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, but, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Um, didn't mean to make a part two. Again, it's brief. Um, so, you know, enjoy your guys' day, week, um, you know, um, have a beer on me in case you guys watch the debate, you know, uh, I know there's a, there was a bunch of Ben Affleck memes that I personally put up too after the debate. His reactions are the best towards that debate, but nonetheless, I'm out of here, I'm done, um, take with it what you will, take it with a grain of salt, and stay safe. <clears throat> hey guys, welcome back, um, we're doing what I'm calling the official episode one for what I have deemed now as IMD Sound, um, for Independent Sound, and just a brief overview of the podcast, uh, for anyone listening, because I know I've just kind of shared it, and it's been there, and it's listed as political. Um, this is going to be about the debate. I will say this. Um, I was not going to release an episode uh, that quickly, but uh, the debate was a total shit show last night, and um, we'll get to that in just a minute. But um, if you are listening, um, this is a podcast for people like myself uh, who are considered independent, the independent party. Um, and even if you don't claim to be independent party, you can still have independent views and you can take things away that um, the whole basis of it is to say is to be OK to say uh, they're right on that part or they're right. Uh, the, the left is right on this part, but the right is right on that part and so forth. Um, I have no problem saying that. I have no problem admitting that I'm wrong. I explained that in episode zero, what I've labeled as episode zero. And I'm going to be going over the debate here. And I took some notes, which I hadn't taken notes uh, in probably since <laughs> probably since school. Um, which was a long time ago. Um, and I went ahead and just took notes about some things that I found that were key points that they said that I didn't see very many people, um, you know, speaking on. I'm sure they did. Twitter's a huge, vast uh, space for information and thought sharing and so forth. But I also am going to be fact-checking some things. Um, now, along with fact-checking, um, I understand if I do have any audience that's um, a little more conservative right-wing, I understand there's some there's going to be some, I guess, pushback uh, about fact-checking because the old homage of who fact-checks the fact-checkers, basically. And, it, excuse me, I'm drinking the Gatorade. Long day. Um, long morning, as a matter of fact. I'm sorry. I'm recording this at around 2.32 p.m. But, <clears throat> with that said, I want to get into the, the debate. And, like I said, there's some... There's going to be some controversial things with the fact-checking, but what I aim to do here is call out the absurdities of both sides, okay? That's what I claim to do. I want to, in a, in a fair, free, 
independent way, <clears throat> no pun intended, um, call out both sides if one is wrong or one is, uh, you know, going extreme or something is overly exaggerated, it's a straw man argument, so forth. Because as we saw last night, it was a shit show. And I believe Dana Bash was the one who uh, said that on public television, uh, well, cable television, that is, and she had every right to say that. So, right, freedom of speech, no problem with that. But anyway, um, <laughs> so as I am going down the list here, and I wrote quite a bit of, uh, of notes, I want to start out by saying that uh, Trump, when he first came out, Trump started out very strong. And, and, I, mean, and I mean this, you got to hear me out on this. You know, they... I, I believe Trump at, at first, or in the first opening segment, spoke clearer, and I understand that Biden has, uh, what is it, his gaffes or his, uh, dare I say, speech impediment, and, uh, you know, it's okay to have that. That's not what I'm, I'm making fun of. Um, you can stutter, or you can have that, or however you put it, and that may be crude, but you can still be a uh, professional-sounding person. Lord knows I'm not the best speaker, but uh, I try my best. English was actually not my first language, uh, to those of you who don't know, and I actually was taught that in uh, private school. So uh, myself aside, I thought Trump came out very, very strong. He came out, uh, it, again, the beginning segments. I mean, absolutely, absolutely strong. He was clear, coherent, uh, you know, just straight to the point, and I was like, okay. And I even wrote down on here um, that, you know, as one of the uh, points that he that he he came out very strong. Now Biden, on the other hand, when he came out, um, he was Biden, and I think he was a lot more coherent and to the point. And 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 we'll get to his stuff later down the road. But at first, when he came out, it was very choppy, and I will say that. And that was something that um, you know I was kind of. And I was kind of gauging my, my girlfriend's, uh, but she's not a politician. She doesn't like politics. She doesn't care for him. Um, she's not a Trump fan. She doesn't really know or care who Joe Biden is for that fact, but she just knows what she knows, and she's not going to follow it. Certainly, she's not going to be joining me on the podcast. But I'm gauging her, gauging her I'm sorry, and, and, and I'm watching her, and she's actually, I'm kind of like at this, at the very beginning, like, okay, Trump's starting out strong, but she's kind of making like the, ooh, kind of moments of, of the things that Joe Biden said, the gotcha kind of things that I hadn't even touched upon yet, that I hadn't even caught on to yet, that were kind of, ooh, all right. So, I mean, it was good to see a different perspective from somebody who, um, you know, doesn't care that much about, and not that she doesn't care, again, it's just that she's not going to actively watch debates like I am, she's not going to be making a podcast or joining me on it, she votes and so forth, and, you know, that's her right, even if she does or doesn't. But, <clears throat> so we started out with, um, the scoutist with the Supreme Court justice nominee. And, um, you know, I wrote down, and, and, and it was just quick shorthand type thing, uh, is uh, scoutist hypocrisy. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is because uh, we all know Trump came out and he wanted to, you know, start saying that it was uh, the job of the uh, American people to, they already did, they already voted, they were already, they, they put him in position. And that was, again, that was a strong point. I'm not saying that it was a bad point, uh, that it wasn't a, strong point. It was just that there was obviously the hypocrisy of what they had said before and them now being in the lead of that and uh, so forth. And it was kind of funny because as I'm reading my notes here, um, Biden kind of slashed back with, you know, this is different though. The election has started. It already has begun. It was different on the other side. It was different when, when the 
uh, tides were turned, you know, and so forth. Um, Trump went on to say that she was endorsed uh, by liberals. See, I put say he's liberal, but that's that's not what he said. He literally said that there were many people who endorsed her um, that were liberal, um, that were supporting of her being in, in the justice uh that were liberal, and I've yet to see some of that, so I don't know how well I can fact-check that or if that's even on the fact-check. Um, Biden went on to argue that abortion rights are going to be, uh, you know, are, are going to be basically banned. Uh, Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Trump did came, come out and say, you don't know what's on her ticket. You don't know what's what she's about, and I do kind of respect Trump for that, you know, and I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but I do respect him for that, for saying, hey, Joe, you don't know. Because you really don't. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. It was a key argument for pro for you know pro choice and 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 uh, so forth. But it, it it was it was not one of Biden's best hitters home. That's just the way that I I felt it. Um, he went on to call Biden a socialist. Uh, this is where it starts getting like this is the very first, and I mean the very first. Uh, meltdown that like be, you know it started just turning to shit which was not very far into it it was like five minutes into it and i'm eight minutes into my video so yeah or my audio and he went on to say that biden was a socialist um and biden uh, kind of clashed back and started saying things about fighting for you know expanding obamacare um what he you know basically expanding medicaid uh, really touching on the key points, this is when he kind of first started looking at the American public and kind of like telling them, hey, you know, this is, I need you to listen, not not him. Because um, I follow that up with what I wrote down, or he follows that up with what I wrote down, is he flat out calls him a liar. He does. He, he just, call, I, that was one of the moments where I went, ooh. And I was like, finally, somebody decided to say it because the president has the right to say what he wants. But so does the American people, and so do, so does his candidate. And that is true. If he called him, now, again, I just dug the fact that he called him a liar, that he had the balls to call him a liar, um, you know, things like that. But Trump, much to his, uh, you know, disarray on that, um, and this is where it gets to number five, which made me think about it. It says Trump coming out strong because he held his own. He kind of stayed there. And I remember Hillary Clinton saying something along the lines of nothing shakes him, and, and I will give him that. Nothing shakes him. Um, do they go on tangent rants, and this this becomes a bigger shit show than it was, of course. But nothing shook Trump, at least from that point. But he started to started to rattle. So this is where it kind of dwindled. Mm. Which follows up to my next point, that Trump couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the health care question. He couldn't handle the um, where was your health care plan. Um, what have you done? And the only thing he's done is remove the individual mandate and so forth. And I believe today he did something else. So I can't necessarily do not take me for quote on that one right now. I have to go back and fact check that. But Biden stays on topic. And that was something that I really, really um, thought that was presidential. I thought he came out strong. Now, I know it sounds like I'm rushing through these. It's that I have a lot of notes. And I do not want this to run as long as I want to. If I had people joining me, it would be a two-hour podcast, but that's just not the way it's going to be. So we went on to COVID afterwards, which here we go. Um, talk about even more shit show. Okay. <clears throat> I, I can't remember who started it. I can't remember who, who the questions went to. So I'm, I'm just going off of, you know, what the notes I have or the key points again. Um, 
Actually, no, I think it was Biden, as a matter of fact. But I, I think what Biden said here is, is something that kind of stuck in everybody's kind of like, even I was like, oh, man, that was, you know, it was a good moment uh, for his campaign, for his uh, position up there, for his character. And the thoughts of Sleepy Joe had kind of, you know, you know, just kind of went away at that point. I mean, again, he had some 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 slip ups and gaffes and who doesn't who doesn't stutter and. You know, nobody's a perfect speaker. We can't all be, you know, uh, John F. Kennedy. We can't all be these people who, you know, uh, have the best, uh, you know, best way of speaking. Um, but it's the best in the two two candidates that we got, which later, um, I know I'm being very generous here, but later we will uh, explore, uh, again, why some of this is just bullshit. Um, but I will get to that in just a little bit. So the thing that Biden said that got me that kind of was like, whoa, was he said it is, that Trump had said it is what it is despite the number of people dying, despite him knowing beforehand, and we have that on record, we do have that on audio file, that, you know, he went ahead and said that he knew what was going on, he knew about the virus, I don't have to get rehashed that, but when Biden said, it is what it is, because you are what you are, that was a fucking moment, that was like, holy shit, the gloves are off, let's, let's get this going, you know, so, anyway, he calls him out, for uh, it being done, uh, it should have been done by April. It should have been done, um, and then he doubles down by saying, "Inject, you know, what are we gonna do? Inject bleach into your arm?" I'm sorry, but Joe fucking Biden got him right there. Even Trump turned around and said, "I said that in sarcasm." I've never heard Trump kind of backpedal. I've heard him backpedal, but I've never heard him kind of stammer while he backpedals and just like, "Fuck, that dude got me." It was like watching two college bros fight in a way sometimes with the insults because it was like pretty pretty damn intense and i thought that was fucking insane and he even calls out his rallies for having no masks which i wish that they would have the moderator and we can get to him in a little bit will next time at least stay on topic and moderate like he needs to but um i'll get to that whole segment in a little bit i'm sorry but i did i have seen that I've seen that, and I think it's fucking stupid. I explained in my last video how I think the far right is absolutely fucking ridiculous for ignoring the science, and Biden calls him out for that. You ignore the fucking science. You ignore the science that your own, you know, your own people tell you. The head of the CDC uh, tell you about masks, and you choose to not, you know, not enforce them. I, I wish that uh, the moderator and uh, you know Joe Biden would have brought up that there are segments where he has explained that obviously opening up the government and getting rid of the masks that there's a huge following for that. I don't know if you saw those people in Florida who did that Target uh, run, so and so. That's what you want to call it. Um, they went ahead and did that, and uh, they they were doing that to just have no masks. So anyway. I wish they would have called that out, and like I said, I think it's absolutely fucking asinine that there are people out there who believe that masks are not um, are, are not helpful what, one bit whatsoever. And uh, just a side note on that: one time I did get into a debate with somebody, and they explained. Um, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. It was a comment section on Facebook, and they explained that they didn't want to wear a mask, and they were getting told to, and they were like, "What is this Nazi Germany?" And we're like, "Dude, that's kind of extreme." And she went on to say, well, I explained to them that I have a health uh, exemption and blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I, I genuinely asked. It wasn't a question of a gotcha moment or it wasn't, it wasn't a troll. It was legitimate. 
what condition, what medical condition do you have that requires you to not wear a mask? Um, the only thing that I can think of would be if you were asthmatic. And I never got a response. So if there is something that you, I, I don't know, I never Googled it. But if there is a condition shy of being asthmatic that masks can alter your health in a pandemic, then feel free to tell me. I don't know. I'd love to talk to somebody about it. Anyway, so when we get to Trump on that part, <laughs> uh, he argues it was China, which um, I'm just going to be controversial. But um, given that at the time, the stuff that we knew, the information that we knew and that it came from China, I, I hate to say it and I, I might get some shit for it, but I wasn't exactly against the initial ban Trump wanted to do. I mean, we ended up banning people anyway into the country and out of the country. We didn't have a state ban about traveling. So, you know, we can't really cry too much over that. But he, I don't think he was wrong in wanting to do that. Now, maybe he had some other reasons behind it. We know his deal with China. That's something else. I, I'm not going to get into that. That's another story for another day. But I do not disagree with the fact that the president should have been able to ban people earlier from coming into the U.S. than needed to. Because we did essentially ultimately go that way anyway. Um, I do hate that he politicized the vaccine. Um, again, this is where the conspiracy is trying to come in, and he's starting to get that base of, hey, guys, they don't want you to have a vaccine, so the vaccine's going to be... I'm not saying he's saying this. I'm just saying that there are people out there who believe that the vaccine's going to actually be the the disease. You know, there are crazy people who have said that, and I think, again, that's where I cannot align myself with the far right. I cannot align myself with the far right. And... Just wait before anybody says anything that I'm giving a lot of points to Biden and saying I can't align myself with the far right. I can't align myself with that because they're so cuckoo and everything. Just wait. We'll get to the points that, um, you know, that I completely uh, dislike and, and, and do not align with the left side as well. So just give me one minute. And I will continue because I still have more notes. So... Now, this this was, I believe this is still in, in the order it was with the economy. I thought this was the strongest uh, segment in the whole debate. Um, and for a while, it was kind of, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of really became like a hard hitter. I actually left two little dots for notations, but I got so kind of wrapped up for more notes. But I got wrapped up with they made they made good uh, arguments. Um, you know, uh, on certain certain things. At least it was a discourse for a while until, again, it turned to shit. But it was the strongest argument made by each candidate, you know, because, they, they again, they went back and forth, so it's hard to... There were supposed to be so many six segments at 15 minutes each or something like that, and I, I don't know how... It was something like that, but they didn't they, they didn't follow the rules, uh, and, and it turned to shit. And, and anyway, so I'll, I'm just... I thought the economy won. I believe the economy and... Um, I believe the environment, climate change, were probably probably the two strongest arguments were, you know, that they may have swayed some people uh, on things. Biden had went out and said it, um, the economy was in shambles. We always hear candidates say that they inherited a recession. They inherited the worst economy. They inherited the... the when, when, a new, when a new political power comes into play in the White House... They always say that they inherited the mess, and in a way they do, and in a way they don't. Now, I cannot um, f- get the figures for uh, the economy at this moment right now. I'm just speaking on what they said. 
Um, then anyway, there's so much unemployment that the numbers have completely shambled. Uh, but that's due to the virus as well. But <clears throat> basically, uh, we'll start with Trump. And, you know, he had basically said that it's the Democratic states that are doing horrible. Um, that it is the Democratic states with Democratic mayors and, and, and governors and stuff like that that are doing so bad because of their policies. And uh, again, he roped everything into it. Antifa, I mean, the works. So, you know, I'll take into account everything that he basically is against. And he says that those are the reasons why that you can't fix the economy. Um, he did bring up certain points um, that, again, uh, I can I can agree with uh, to an extent. Uh, I, I do agree, um, I, you know, keeping the economy closed. Well, keeping a quarantine uh, is going to keep the economy closed, which in turn isn't good for businesses. And I get that. However, I can actually decipher that we need to uh, fix the problem of COVID, which is again something that Joe Biden said, which is why I can I can agree with him on this, where he said we can't that Trump can't fix the economy until you fix the COVID problem. And he argued that, you know, that that has to be done first. And it went back to the whole, you can't listen to your own, you know, directors and so forth, CDC and uh, so-and-so, so-and-so. Um, you know, he talked about bringing back the, uh, that it was Biden, I'm sorry, Biden spoke about bringing back the automobile industry and stuff like that. And they do get into the, uh, the talks of uh, so many other, you know, key points that they really, really needed to. But the thing that I found interesting the most is Trump really melted down. He really melted down when I asked him about his taxes. And I, and, and I thought the backpedal for what he had said before was bad. It, it, it really, really started getting uh, pretty shitty uh, once he brought up the tax question. Uh, he brought up that he pays millions in taxes uh, that he pays, they asked him again, they told him to double down, to try, try to double down, they said, you know, did you pay millions in income tax, or did you pay federal income tax $750? Well, Trump comes out and says, um, which garnishes the libertarian vote, which is scary to me, um, which I understand that position too, about taxation being theft, and we'll get into that another day, but he basically said that he used the same code that Joe Biden wrote uh, to only pay $750 in income tax. But then he turned around and said that he paid millions of dollars in income tax. And from 2016 to 2020, uh, I don't know if he can, you know, you can I don't think you can figure out that, you know, it's easy, pretty easy to figure out that 750 times four is not going to equal millions of dollars, not even a million dollars really. But, um, you know, he 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 got him. He got him on that. You know, he told him, "You're the one who wrote the code. I used I used the legal way." And and I hate to say it, but you can't blame the guy. But then Biden turns around and you know he tells him, you know, okay, you know, you used to pay so little. Um, are you <laughs> that uh, the uh, eliminate? He wants to. He was basically arguing. Sorry, I got a little tongue tied. I heard something in the back. But he was arguing about getting rid of the same code that he wrote in for people like Trump to not have that loophole and exemptions and so forth. And and I, I, I've not looked at the tax code um, from then to now, but that is something I'm definitely going to be doing to figure out 
where this fits in through both itemized deductions and you know being able to write things off and what it entails and how that can be all changed i don't know if biden wins uh who he would appoint for something like that um you know i, I really don't know and that's going to be kind of up in the air so then we get on to the issue of race and this one myself being a hispanic man this one was a bit I was kind of all ears on this one. <clears throat> so, Trump, as you know, had written, um, which I found kind of strange because he did, he did technically uh, put that. I believe it was uh, what did he call it? The ultimate package or platinum ult ultimate or something like that. Um, it was something along the lines of denouncing things like the cake people like the KKK and. Uh, more black empowerment and so forth, and uh, Trump gets on, and this is sometimes this is stuff that I hate the most. You know, he gets on and he starts saying that you know he's he's doing the best he's doing the best ratings overall for the black community than any other Republican. Now, I don't know if he meant any other Republican presidential candidate. I don't know if he meant any Republican at all. Uh, I don't know what he meant by that, but he said he's doing the best. But that is Trump's motif to kind of sit there and argue that you know the the, the best. He also claims that he ended racism, and these are the absolutely stupid fucking... Fan. Now, we're going to get to the point here, guys, because, you know, I'm going to go on about how it's absolutely fucking stupid for Trump to start saying he ended racism. Um, you're a fucking moron, all right? You're absolute fucking moron if you believe that you ended racism. I'm sorry. Racial tensions have not ended at all. Um... I'm not going to comment whether they've escalated or not. I mean, obviously they have escalated, but it's not my specific position as somebody who makes a podcast to say that riots or racial tensions, riots due to racial tensions arise because of that. I'm not at each individual riot. And this is where I kind of don't really stand with... Um, with certain things all, all as well, and it, it it's going to bleed into the other. Excuse me, because the next one's going to be about crime. But, um, and I'll get to that in just a second. Let me let me just go on about what Biden had said real quick, and we'll get to my point as well. Um, because of that, and it'll it'll bleed into protests. But, <clears throat> so it, it basically it he says that he is about equality, and you know says that Trump was the one that caused the racial division. Um, he basically said that police do need to be held accountable. Now, I agree with that um, to a certain extent, and I'll get to that once we get to the crime segment. Um, but here again is another case where Biden kind of, I believe this is the one where he came out and said that he was the Democratic Party and it was going to be him who said that. Um, uh, that might have been the crime part, but, you know, at, at least Biden kind of came out and, you know, was like a quality for all, to, you know, typical Democrat candidate, you know, trying to be, you know, equal and so forth and everything, at least you know, showcase that kind of uh, policy that you're going to give or that, you know, transparent policy that you want to basically create and try to make everything fair. I can I can respect that to an extent. But he did cite that crime went uh, was down uh, 15 to 17 percent by Obama. And I don't know that. And I, I, I have to fact check that. And I will at the end of the video or the end of the podcast. I'm going to try to fact check all that. And I want to see exactly where that's going from. We can get my my opinions as well. 
But I, I even said that. I was like, wait a minute. We can't take that as, as face value. We have to check if that's true because I don't know the crime statistics right now. At the top of my head watching the debate, I didn't, I didn't Google that. I was too busy taking notes. Um, and, I, and I wanted to see. And again, this is where I kind of was like, okay, you know, yeah, but, you know, there is a lot of violence going on. And <clears throat> excuse me. And we do need to get to the root of these things. We do need to get to the heart of these things. We do need to, at the end of the day, this will, again, why I made the podcast. This is why I made it, because I have a, I have a friend at work, and I don't mean to take away, and I th- believe I mentioned this in episode zero, but he is a, he's a go-to example. He's the furthest thing from, I did mention this in episode zero, he's the furthest thing from myself. I have a lot more socially liberal views. He's actually become more libertarian recently. He's a Lutheran. He's a Lutheran conservative. You know, um, 100% Christian guy, which I, I can respect. I'm, uh, you know, that's his stuff. And he's, you know, a Ted Cruz uh, Tea Party kind of guy. At least he was. Now he's a libertarian. At least on the more conservative side and stuff like that. Um, I've never gotten into a huge political argument with him. But it's because I respect them, and we have enough balls to say when somebody's being wrong. Um, like I'm calling out Biden. Well, I'm about to here in a minute for some stuff, um, and I will do that. And I think I did in episode zero a little bit. But I have no problem saying, "No, you're right." And we both the things that bring us together, like we're both gun owners. Um, we both believe Second Amendment. We we both believe in certain uh, economic things that need to change. We we believe in. Uh, you know, certain key elements that we, that bring us together are the things that should bond us together. It shouldn't be the things that divide us, because there's a lot of things that divide us. He's not, he's a country music fan. I'm a heavy metal guy, all right? That's just the way that we are. I'm never going to listen to his music. He's never going to listen to my music. He's never going to get into it. Uh, He's a soccer player. I'm a power lifter. You couldn't get me to go do it. So it's not those things right there that uh, or the reason that I'm friends with him, it's the things that we have in common. We can set aside those differences. And I think if we, and don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here saying kumbaya, let's all hold hands. It's not going to be an easy, easy, easy road. But having the division and such division that we have right now is absolutely insane. And it is going to lead to these things. And I don't know if this was a segment where, I believe it was, because we we did touch on that where um, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm on the right one here because I I'm trying to get through these and blaze through these, but I believe this is the one where he did where yeah where they did mention that they wanted to they wanted him to Trump to denounce uh, white supremacy and he wouldn't do it. And yeah, and he did. He did make that initial uh, bill already denouncing the KKK, but he couldn't on air say anything. And then he turned around and he said, uh, I, "I don't know why they brought up Proud Boys because there's other, you know, I don't know much about Proud Boys, uh, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend. Uh, I'm just being honest with you. But there are organizations out there, you know, uh, White Knights, KKK, and so forth, and uh, you know, people who have a white supremacist, white nationalist mentality." Uh, that they could have picked any one of them and said that, but they picked Proud Boys. And it just He turned around and said, uh, what was it? Uh, stand back and stand by. You know, like, I, that was like, oh, I knew that was going to make news. 
um, I knew that was going to be insane. I knew that was going to be one of those holy shit moments because it was all over and it still is. Speaking of the Proud Boys thing or anything like that, and I'll get to that in just a minute because we are discussing race, which is going to lead into crime, and here's where I'm going to bring some things up. Um, so as far as that goes, <clears throat> we get into the crime. And he says that Trump, Trump, I'm sorry, Trump says that Biden can't say law and order. That was the biggest thing I took away from it because we kind of know Trump's stand, um, his, his policy, his idea, his view on, on, on all that, which again bled into, pro uh, bled into the protest part because that's the next one. So it's like these are just two notes I've taken away from it. Um, here again, we know his stance. Um, he's, he even asked Biden who he has backing him that was law and order and so forth. And, you know, a lot of gotcha moments, a lot of just interrupting and random ranting bullshit and stuff like that. But we already know that. Um, he did mention that Trump, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, that Biden wanted to defund the police. Uh, Biden, here's the interesting thing, uh, had mentioned that he did not want to defund the police, that he wanted to reimagine police. And I want to know what that is. I want to know what that is because I have law enforcement friends. I want to know what that is because I do not believe that every, and this is where I lose some people of mine that were, that are liberal friends. I do not believe that every single shooting that happens is excessive force or police brutality. It should be done on a case-by-case -case basis. I'm not talking about Eric Garner. I'm not talking about Breonna Taylor. I'm not talking about those people. Okay, I said that in episode zero, and I have to say it again because it got brought up. I'm not talking about those people. Those people, you know, are going. I'm hope hopefully, especially with Breonna Taylor, with the situation going on, are going to have some sort of you know, uh, rep, you know, reprimand and and re repercussions to towards them in the tragedy of what happens. If anybody knows that, I know. Trust me, my father, God rest his soul, was taken from me through the action of homicide and. Um, at that point, it was law enforcement who enforced, uh, who reinforced a lot of the stigma that I had. Reinforced a lot of the, I'm sorry, it, they reinforced a lot of their character values to me that they had, showing them the, showing me how diligent and how well they are. Some of them do work, and some of them be my friends, knowing us, knowing my family. We live in a smaller town, yes, but. Uh, it's not like my father was the mayor or anything, but just showing the outright poor, uh, their, their heartfelt appreciation, you know, their heartfelt work and how you could, in that day that it happened for me, I could feel that they were hurting as well. And I could see emotion. And when I hear things like all cops are bad cops and I hear things like no cop is a, a good, no cop is a good cop unless it's a dead cop. Uh, I hear these things and I'm just thinking to myself, I really hope that that never happens to you. Um, and I don't want to talk about this specifically because tomorrow is uh, my father's birthday, God rest his soul, and I do happen to miss him very much. But it is a point that needs to be mentioned that it, it strikes close to home, yes, to those people who have lost their lives at the hands of police officers and through varying, circumst varying circumstances, um, some things, not all, could have been avoided. Some things could have been um, handled differently, you know, but to sit there and make a monolith of a whole department that is a necessity is an absolute idiotic idea. I do support.
police officers, and I do support funding police officers. I'm glad Joe Biden mentioned he didn't want to defund them, but I do want to know what he means by reimagining, because that is detrimental to the safety of our citizens. And I know I sound very right-wing right now, and I know I sound very uh, anti, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess I sound very pro, what is it, uh, what do they call bootlicker. You know, it sounds very bootlicker, and I don't think that that's the case either, because there are bad cops. Biden did say that. Um, I kind of wish Trump would, actually. I wish he would acknowledge that there are uh, bad people out there that may be in a position of power. I don't think he's ever going to do that. But there are bad people out there, and there are bad officers out there, and they need to be dealt with. You know, and I understand that. Um, you know, like I said, for me, um, and, and I'll be honest, I almost went into law enforcement. Uh, it, it's different. And it's not going to be that way for everybody, and I understand, and my heart goes out to people who have uh, been wrongfully, you know, shot or murdered by uh, situations involving the police. But again, not every one of them is a blanket, cold cut, this was a police fault matter, okay? Um, so that is something that I do believe needs to be looked at differently in this world. And I think that that's going to be a big factor as to how we find a peace uh, between different sides of the fence. Um, to the people who are listening that are liberal, I can honestly tell you, you just heard my story. I hope nothing ever happens like that where you direly need the police, not for domestic abuse, not that I'm making fun or making light of that. That's a horrible situation. Or not for something like uh, trespassing or something along those lines that are by by definition and by measure, I'm sorry, by measure in my situation, a homicide that had, that had happened, you know, minuscule compared to a homicide, compared to somebody losing their life. And again, it's not that I don't show sympathy for those who have, it's just that these situations should not take away all faith, and I don't mean that in a religious sense, uh, that, we, that we entrust in the public servants that we have. I think that that's something that we need to, maybe Biden's right by reimagining, if he means that on a scale of, you know, how they handle things. I personally think that we should fund police and we should basically make them, uh, give them the resources and the, you know, a proper training so that they have different alternatives to deal with people who have a behavioral health issue or certain uh, issues where they may not be uh, very adept to certain ways of the community, and they can they can uh, make an outreach program to uh, people who, who need it, need assistance, and things like that. And we should be looking towards our officers to you know be that Superman, if you will, that we look up to. And I get that some some of them have not lived up to that, and those people need to be taken accounted for. Now, to the right that I have, the people that are listening to me, take it from me: I'm not on your side exactly 100 percent. But I'm standing out, trying to speak out to the other side, so that there is no, you know, there is no border here. There is no, no pun intended. There's no wall, again, no pun intended, of that. And we can find a way to get together and, you know, have that happen. Which leads into the next section, which is protesting, and it's everybody's right to protest. Which, whew, sorry, I feel like I've been bumbling on. I got to take a drink of this. It's just that uh, that's a pretty touchy subject and it's nothing I can't bounce back from I can manage I'll be okay but it's for the purpose it's something my dad would have wanted me to speak about he probably would have been there watching 
means I made the podcast, and we would have been watching the debate. <clears throat> but uh, we get into the protest. Trump, I did kind of like how he flat out just said, well, you know, if they told me, I'd just send in the National Guard. Uh, I'll fix that fire. They were talking about, I, I'm sorry, that was for the other one, for the climate change. But he did say, just call me, and I'll send in the National Guard, but nobody's called me. Um, you know, I, I don't know how well I feel about, um, <laughs> I didn't, I did not agree with Biden saying, uh, just hang back and let them deal with it. No, because when it gets to the point where we're burning buildings and looting, like, I, look, I understand completely the right to protest. I understand completely. And I'm not the one that's running for president here. I'm just giving you my, <laughs> my opinion. I get it, but I think it's absolutely fucking stupid to burn down your economy. Uh, that, is, that is just my point of view. Uh, that is just the way that I look at it. But back to what they said. Um, that's, that's when he said, I'm sorry, that is when he said, uh, stand back, when he called, yeah, I'm sorry. So he said that during the protest section where he said about the stand back and uh, stand, uh, stand by to the Proud Boys. And then he called out Antifa. And uh, Biden says that he wants peaceful protests, which I can respect. Uh, he hadn't said that in the past, but I, I can respect that because I want peaceful protests. Uh, and he did make a good point because Trump, just like Trump said about bringing in the National Guard, Trump asked him if he has called uh, people, leaders in different states to call for the protests to stop. Why didn't he do it? And Biden turned around and said, I'm not in office. That's your job. And I fucking agree. I agree. I mean, look, you want the protests to stop. Yeah. Call them up and tell them to just stop. Don't get on the White House news conference and just make your statements and then just bash how bad things are going because that's not helping. That's not. That's not helping. I want them to stop as much as everybody else does. You know, uh, one thing that um, I did find that I think it could be up for a debate <clears throat> was something that... Uh, Trump, I mean, I'm sorry, Biden had said, which is the ideology, or the idea that Antifa is not an organization, it's a, you know, ideology. And although I do find that to be true, there are groups of people merging together, calling themselves a certain group under that name and doing these things. Now, I'm not affiliated with Antifa, but I do, if I do have people watching, I would really, really love to have somebody from Antifa and somebody who, if they want to consider themselves proud boys, they want to consider themselves whatever, I, that's none of my... To get them on my podcast, that'd be amazing. Um, you know, uh, provided everything's civil, obviously. Just my, my podcast, some questions, things like that. So we can get a deeper meaning for that. Um, and I probably will make a video about my thoughts. Uh, I'm sorry, a podcast on my thoughts about Antifa when we get back to this. Is, this is not the normal platform where I'm running down where everybody's saying. So let me just say that. Um, normally I'm cursing a lot more and explaining how both sides are, you know, just basically. But this is, this is a situation we're dealt with. The two sides. It's a shit show of two sides that we got last night, literally. And I have to, I have to speak on them. You know, um, you know, Trump went on about boasting, uh, obviously boasting about himself, you know, at the end, and, uh, you know, that it's a utopia, and things are better under his administration, fixing the VA. Now, I don't have specifics on that. I would love to see that um, and how well the VA is doing comparatively. Um, a lot of veteran friends out there, so y'all can give me your opinions, too. 
But um, <clears throat> there was just kind of like a clo- not really a closing statement, but you know, kind of why we should vote for them, basically. Um, which I thought was going to be the end of it, but it wasn't. And this is where Biden kind of comes back and he says, "We're uh, we're weaker, we're sicker, we're more divided under Trump." Uh, were poorer, and basically he couldn't stand up, and he did call Trump Putin's puppy. I thought that was fucking crazy because, uh, you know, Trump was just interrupting, and he got a couple jabs in, but, you know, every time Biden kind of hit him with something, it was like a left hook. It was kind of unseen because I remember watching the debate in 2016, and the vice presidential debate who was it, Tim Kaine, I believe? I forget his name. Uh, the one that was running with, uh, with Clinton. He came out and started, he was very aggressive and it was uncalled for and it, it just didn't sit right with the Americans. They were like, what was, what was his deal? Like, he was like at a weird speech and I think that at a weird rate of speed and although Biden was kind of slower than, uh, than Trump, you know, but he was also very, I'm not putting up with your bullshit either. Like, he had a good way last night of making Trump out to seem like a child. Well, more of a child than he already acts. I can't stand his childish antics. But he he had a good way about him on that. So, we move on to the final things here, which these are it. We got climate change. Now, Breestrom. Trump said he wanted clean air if you're a carbon. This was a good one, too. I don't want to breeze through it, but I'm going to have to. I'm on 44 minutes now. I don't want it to last too long. But clean air, fewer carbon, uh, forest management, you know. uh, He said they had a billion tree program. uh, But he really had no policies on climate change. um, So there was not really too many that I could take away from that he, you know, uh, unlike Biden, on the other hand, who had said he wanted two million uh, on green jobs, more renewable energy, electric cars, no net zero carbon. I'm sorry, net zero carbon by 2035. Actual things that you know were things there, and then Trump kind of went the other way around and was saying the new green deal and so forth. And then he started saying something about, and I wrote this down specifically because it was fucking weird, but. Joe wants to take out the cows. Like, um, I don't know what he meant by that. Is he trying to argue that we need to live in an all-vegan society? I haven't, or a non-vegan society, everybody eat meat, or all-vegan society, we take out all meat. I don't know what he meant by that. I have no idea what he meant by that. Because they did argue the methane gas argument, and I believe that may have had something to do with it. Um, But I don't know. The climate change thing... You know, it's just, it's something that, I, I, I don't know, I, I did like, again, that Biden had a kind of a plan for that. Um, not that Trump doesn't, but he kind of did have a more, at least structured plan uh, on the debate stage. Um, and then we get up to the end where it says vote. And this is about ballots. And I have a lot of notes for Trump, which, <sighs> okay. All right, so he brings up, the first thing he does, it, this, is, this is where you start losing this is where you start sounding fucking crazy. And this is where I cannot align myself with anything like that. It's been four fucking years. He brings up Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is like, you know, it's irrelevant at this point. And Trump, the Trump administration are the sorest winners of this millennia. I mean, it is, it is asinine to even bring up Hillary Clinton. There is no reason to bring her up at all. It is a, it, it, she didn't win. She didn't win, but 
we we get we all got over it, but he hasn't. Like this is this is not something you know, this is not something that needs to be uh brought up anymore. It it's it's pointless, it's stupid, it's fucking stupid. So he goes on to call ballots by mail a disaster. Um, disregarding that the, that the military does it, but he calls him, calls him in by, you know, calls him a disaster. Uh, he says that there's Trump ballots in swamps. Uh, now, I've not seen anything. I've seen a video or something like that of a couple ballots that went missing, like nine ballots that were, like, on the side of a road or something like that. I saw something like that. And even his own administration said he was not sure whose name was on there. So I don't know. We've been doing mail-in ballots for a long time. He goes on to suggest that it'll be months before we know who the president is. And then he says it's rigged. And then he goes on to say that in West Virginia they're selling ballots. It, it's going to end up going to court. And, and the thing is, and, and not to take away from Bill Maher, because I, I, I do like me some Bill Maher, but Bill Maher made a point. And so did Biden. If there is a transfer of power and you refuse to leave, the only people that can take them out are the U.S. Marshals. They're the only ones allowed. That is the only entity allowed to take, not the only entity, but that is the proper entity to take them out. And look, it's no secret I dislike Trump. It's no fucking secret. I mean, that's just a given. Um... I'm not wild about Biden, but I dislike Trump. But you, what was it? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I'm sorry, but that is the fucking truth. Like, how dumb can you fucking be? I'm sorry, but if you're going to go that route, you're going to be removed from office. And it is fucking asinine to think otherwise. You know, it's just, it, it's scary. The democracy is scary. It is just ridiculous the the democ the, the whole democratic process here is scary that he will not accept the election results because he already believes they're rigged unless he wins that is the ideology of a madman no way you put it there is no no there there's no there's no other way of putting it you are a fucking moron if you firmly believe everything is so rigged if it's not your way they call that being a child as well when you don't get your way and that's just, that is the best way to describe it. It's childish, it's moronic, it is just the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And if you believe that, if you firmly believe it's rigged, like he already thought, and so many people thought that Hillary was going to win and it was rigged, and then he won, then you're equally as a fucking moron as well. Like, I have no, I have no sympathy for you. I have no sympathy for idiots. I, I don't, I'm sorry. Call that non-PC, I don't give a fuck. I don't have sympathy for idiots. And if you're going to act that idiotic, then you're just going to be fucking idiotic. And, you know, I mean, there is no... I know I was spouting about trying to get together and find things that we have in common, but when you've reached a point like that where you don't even believe the outcomes of an election because it's not your way, you are... There's no going back. There's a limit. There's a limit. There's a limit to what you can and cannot do. There's a limit to... Uh, the as far as you can go, you know, and 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 once you've crossed that threshold, you've crossed that line. There's no coming back, at least not to me. Change your ideology, grow up, and understand that that's the way that it works. The same way that, and again, I'm not being 100% pro Biden. 
It's just that he had even said that he will accept the outcome of the results. If he loses, that's fine. He'll concede. That's fine. You know, the, Biden went on to say there's no mail-in fraud. Uh, there's no mail-in ballot fraud. I, I don't know if there is or I can't say there's never been, you know, and that these are scare tactics, which I can see that a lot of them are. I, I, I can see that a lot of them are scare tactics, and, and, I, and I feel that Trump is losing his stronghold on that. And then it's, you know, he went on to say vote, vote early, vote in person. And, you know, he went on to say that Trump's afraid of uh, counting ballots because he, he knows that the outcome's going to be. I mean, obviously, they're always going to say that they're going to win. And I firmly believe that with just as much traffic and talk about and everything that I really do believe that it's going to be a huge election. I think that everybody's going to be voting. I don't know how the states are going to turn out. I don't know how any of that is. And I don't want to speculate. But I do want to just take a minute here and just look at some of the some of the fact checkings that I found, and this is from factcheck.org. So here we are. Here's a number of topics. It says here, Trump exaggerated instances of election fraud, misleadingly citing ballots found in a creek in a case where thousands of voters were mistaken. Um, were mistakenly sent two ballots, neither evidence of fraud. Okay. See, that's exactly what I was talking about. Trump falsely claimed that uh, Biden supports Medicare for all plan. He never did. Now, I don't know that. And I didn't, I didn't write that down. You know, I really didn't write that down. So he did talk about expanding Medicare. And he did touch on the fact that if you're too poor, he wanted to expand Medicaid or Medicare in that state that doesn't want to do it. Which, here in the state of Texas... It is very hard to get Medicare and Medicaid unless you are, uh, I think, a woman pregnant, unemployed. These are actual things. Um, and you're like on chip assistance or if you're a foster kid who has now reached adulthood and things like that. Uh, it's very hard to get on there, as a matter of fact. Uh, I, I don't know. My, my mother, um, a little bit after my father, uh, suffered some health issues and um, she's getting on uh, disability uh, thankfully, and um, she's doing better, which is going to provide her with a um, provider with a home health provider, which is going to be great. They're going to cover um, a little bit of rehabilitation for some things that have happened for her uh, for her legs. Um, you know, she's in a she's in a quite a bit of pain and so forth, and uh, you know, but she's doing okay, which is good. Um, but so I, I would like to see that because if that made it easier, you know, um, and not to just rehash bringing up certain things about my family, but uh, my family's had some history. Uh, my dad, prior to his death, had had a stroke a while back, and it, and he had tried to get on disability, and that was very uh, tough for him, even as a veteran. Um, he had barely started collecting uh, Social Security. Um, I think it was a couple years in. But regardless, uh, it was still very tough. It was a very tough process for him to do that. So I, I am all in favor of something like that for the people who need it. And, you know, so I will say that. Um, it says that Biden got the number wrong, got it wrong when he claimed there were 15% less violence during the time of office in, uh, in then today. The violence crime rate dropped under Trump. Okay, so there we go. We have at least some kind of merit. I didn't believe it was 15, if it was 15%. But, um, again, crime statistics, if we're just talking about crime as a whole, or I'm sorry, violence, um, violent crimes, we're talking about violence in terms of protesting, I mean, you know, there's variables to that, but we at least have that there. 
Um, so it says here, Trump misleadingly claimed people weren't allowed to watch the polls in Philadelphia. Only satellite election offices where voters can return mail-in ballots are open now. Okay, so he got that wrong. I didn't get to speak on that part, but, you know, I don't know how I feel. That could be a whole topic for another day about being able to vote, you know, being able to count before. It says here Trump claimed that he had endorsed he had been endorsed by the sheriff in Portland, which isn't true. And he suggested that Biden had gotten no support from local law enforcement, which is false. Okay, so he does have some support from law enforcement, you know. And again, uh, I, I want to see, I want to hear more about Biden's law enforcement uh, proposal. I really want to hear more about that. I need to see what that's about. Um, you know, I really, I really want to see. I really want to see that. Um, I hope he has some kind of idea of what's going on. He's not the dumbest person in the world, so you should know. But you know, hopefully he'll get a good, a good plan going here. So where are we? Um, Biden said billionaires, ah, billionaires have gotten uh, 300 to 400 billion dollars wealthier during the pandemic. But he's referring to a study that ignored the financial loss by the wealthy stockholders early in the pandemic. Well, yeah, I mean, Jeff Bezos certainly got more. You know got more wealthy and so forth but yeah that's something else for another day so it says Trump boasted he brought back 700,000 manufacturing jobs which was never true currently 237,000 have been lost which is going to go correlate with um, where Biden followed up with the automobile industry and let me see here. Trump denied that climate change plays a role in California's wildfires. Scientists say it's a contributing factor. I firmly do believe it's a contributing factor. Um, and for, I know I kind of breezed through the climate change thing, um, but that was a big thing for Trump to deny that. It said both candidates uh, gave potentially misleading impressions of when America can expect a COVID-19 vaccine. Um, I'm not at this moment going to touch on every single thing that Trump talking about it being before the election, it being this, it's not going to be before the election, I can tell you that. Biden said, um, wow, this is a long list here, but okay. All right, let's see here. Where are we? Oh, Biden said 10 million people lost their employer, uh, sponsored ins employer sponsored insurance during the pandemic, but the study shows also said about 3.5 million of them would regain insurance from another source. Okay. Okay, so Biden said Trump's Supreme Court nominee has written that she has she thinks the Affordable Care Act is not constitutional, not quite. Though she has faulted a 2012 opinion upholding the law. Okay, I was not aware of that. Trump claimed that the drug prices will continue to come down 80, 90 percent. Actually, it's not clear of the impact of his executive orders will be. Trump said Biden called military members stupid bastards. Uh, which Biden denied. The vice president did not did use those words while addressing troops overseas in 2016, but his campaign said it was in jest. Okay, I'm sure he said the words. I don't think I ever remember him saying, you know, I guess it just depends on the context. But <clears throat> this one was kind of funny, but here we go. Trump wrongfully said, Biden forgot the name of his college. Biden in 2019 said he started out at Delaware State, but a university official said Biden was referring to announcing his Senate bid on campus. Okay. Hmm. 
I thought he got him with that one, too. Because he kind of started out, that was a quick one. All right, Trump said that he has given big incentives for electric cars. He's actually tried to eliminate programs to encourage their manufacture and sale. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, not one bit whatsoever. There's an old documentary called What Killed the Electric Car. I think everybody should watch it. It was a really good documentary, and I don't plug movies or anything like that to watch, but it was really, really, a really, really good watch. It was, like, made in, like, 2005 or three or something. I can't remember the time it was made, but it was before we even had electric cars and what spawned them, and they were a lot earlier than we thought, but I remember my uncle and I watched that movie, and, um... We kind of liked the idea of an electric car when we were younger, so, you know, it was kind of something like that. I said Biden vice, ah, sorry, falsely claimed that Trump didn't expect, uh, didn't send experts to China early in the pandemic. Didn't try. Okay. Um, it says Trump said when Biden was working on the 1994 crime bill, he called African Americans super predators. Actually, that was a frame famously uttered by Hillary Clinton, not Biden, about some gang of kids. So, I was not aware of that one, as a matter of fact, but I did see that he mentioned that one. I thought that was kind of one of the more points where Trump was starting to lose and he had nothing else in his arsenal but that. Trump said, I don't think Kellyanne Conway, his former White House counselor, said riots and chaos and violence help his cause, as Biden claimed. Conway did say something like that. I need more context. It doesn't tell me exactly what it is, but I would like to know that because, you know, that's a factor right there. Biden wrongfully claims the United States is a higher deficit with China when we did before in talking about trade. It 